Let's talk about debt, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about debt. Well, welcome back. You've been gone for a while. I have. It's been nice to go out and see other places. And I got to visit this church that I've never been in before called Redemption to the Nations. And I'll tell you, for people or anybody listening who live in Chattanooga, what a church. Like, mm. that is the place. Um, it was it was incredible just to experience everything we experienced. And it was like four days of women's events. And so it started with a race, which... Run, uh, a running race? A running race. Okay. Sharon and I literally suited up. We ran through Chattanooga. But w- what was so cool about it was is that they had these praying points. So you stopped and they were like, you took the Lord's Supper and then they actually had a card for the things to pray for oh, wow. in that next leg of the run. And so it was so powerful. Like praying over the city? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I mean, Chattanooga, and I didn't know this, but it's actually one of the gateways. Like it's there's a lot of history behind Chattanooga. And right now there's just so much banter about Bill Gates and what he wants to put in Chattanooga and cameras everywhere. And there's a reason. Mm. There's just so much uh, spiritual history there too, I believe. So it was phenomenal. Um, Pastor Devin and Kevin Wallace, have you heard of them? Um, Yeah, I've I've met them actually. That's right. Yes. Powerful, powerful people doing amazing things. That's awesome. And you got to actually share why you were there as well and speak. And so, I mean, that's amazing. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, thanks. I mean, talking with these women and listening to their stories, I could certainly relate. And honestly, you know, of all the businesses we've ever done, I think when you're able to get in front of people and just give them hope Mm. and like they can hear your story Mm -hmm. and relate to it and see like, okay, I can do this or Mm -hmm. I can be there one day or I can get out of this debt hole. Mm -hmm. It's really powerful. Yeah. So um, it was a great trip. I'm so glad you used that word hope because Mm -hmm. um, I really hope that that's the, the spirit of this podcast is that we're prophets of hope. Right. You know, um, because so much out there these days is just doom and gloom and mm-hmm. fear, and there's so much, so much manipulation by fear. Yeah, and um, and and that is not who I ever want us to be. And I know that's your heart too. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm just so glad that everyone got out there and got to get impregnated with hope, and then come back and share it. You know, that's what the world needs more of right now. Yeah, I mean, I have always felt like this season. I hear the word help. That's really the word that I feel like God's given me walking into this new season of just kind of leaving the corporate scene and mm-hmm. being more of a help. And I think what you just said, hope, mm-hmm. you know, I hear you say that a lot. And so in this season, I feel like those are the two words that really summarize what we are hoping to mm-hmm. bring to people on this podcast and through all of our calls that we do with individuals across the country. So it's it's been powerful. So. Good to see you, though. I'm glad to be back. Yeah, glad you're back. Um, so what are we talking about today? So I thought today uh, a good topic would be, is debt good or bad? Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I think that would be a great topic. And uh, the question is, you know, why are we talking about this? I had an interesting in- encounter the other day. Right. And I was discussing a property and a strategy with, um, with this individual and they said all of a sudden, well, I don't believe, I don't believe in debt. And, you know, it caused me to kind of take a pause mm-hmm. and, um, and, and, and start to, you know, think about that. 
um, like, okay, is debt good or bad? Right. And so um, I, I think that, you know, there is a certain banter out in the ether of the world right now of, you know, debt is bad, uh, just plain and simple. And then there's another part of society that's like, but wait, we kind of need debt to survive. So what are you hearing out there about whether debt is good or bad? Yeah, it's so interesting when you were saying that the thought that I just had in my mind, which I know is kind of probably the Holy Spirit dropping it, but isn't it interesting that, you know, God sent his son Jesus down to pay our debts, mm -hmm. to pay for our sins, mm -hmm. to as to give us hope. Mm -hmm. And so I, I find it interesting that there's people out in the world that put out this projection like debt is bad. Mm -hmm. I don't see it as bad. I think it's just another area for God to show up for people, mm -hmm. to say, hey, I can help you with that too, mm -hmm. right? If I've forgiven your sins, I can also help you get out of debt if you just trust me. Mm. Um, I don't know if there's any correlation there, but I just find that interesting. But I know Dave Ramsey has a lot to say about debt. Yeah. And I think that's, even from the people I've talked to, I think that's where a lot of the shame and guilt come from. Um, actually, what, does he, what does he say about it? Well, let me quote a few for you. Yeah. Okay. So back on May the 10th, 2023, and I quote, he said, debt always equals risk and it's always dumb. Well, I mean, when <laughs> I hear that, yeah. I see like a three-year-old throwing a temper tantrum. Mm. So I wouldn't necessarily use the word dumb. So if I'm I a just, working class American and I have a mortgage, now I'm dumb? Well, I guess so, Ryan. You're dumb. Okay. Um. So, but more importantly, the first part of that debt always equals risk. Now, there's absolutely some truth in that, but I just want to speak to that a little bit because I think that risk, we've always heard with risk comes reward. Mm. And, you know, risk in and of itself is the underlying theme with every entrepreneur out there. Mm -hmm. So if you're in essence saying that debt always equals risk and it's always done, what you should say and would say is entrepreneurship always equals risk and it's always done. And that's not true. Right. Well, you know, and the first thing that came to my mind when you said that uh, he he kind of labeled debt as risky mm -hmm. and debt is always dumb, that at some point in Dave Ramsey's life to get where he is, he took risk. Totally. So I don't know his personal balance sheet. Right. And I don't know what he had to do financially to get where he is. Mm -hmm. But my guess is if he's like the rest of us, at some point in time, he had to take on some debt in order to get where he is today. And guess what? That was risk, but he believed in himself mm -hmm. and he knew that he had a message that he wanted to get out there. And so he, he weighed the cost-benefit analysis of taking on the, the debt to do it mm -hmm. and, and he made a decision. And so, you know, I think it's, I think it's really interesting when individuals like a Dave Ramsey um, and many others out there right. sit on their lofty perch yeah. and point down at people mm -hmm. and call them dumb. Right. Which, when, do you know what Dave Ramsey's net worth is? No, I actually have no idea. Okay. Dave Ramsey telling uh -huh. people that debt is risky and it makes you dumb to take it on, mm -hmm. is worth $200 million. Wow. So from a $200 million perch, mm -hmm. it's easy to talk about living life on cash. And the reality is, for most Americans out here, um, 
I think that debt is a tool. You know, debt is a tool. Right. And um, so I, I don't I don't know that we can classify it right off the bat as good or bad. The answer mm-hmm. is: Is debt good or bad? Yes, it can be both. Right. 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 I mean, I don't think there, to your point, it's a tool. It, yeah. There is no good or bad associated with it. Um, it it's like any other tool. Mm-hmm. I mean, a shovel. Yeah. Well, you know, I, if you look at the analogy of a shovel, if you said, is a shovel good or bad? Right. Well, if I'm going to take this shovel and I'm going to dig a hole so that my neighbor falls into it if he tries to come on my property, I'd say the shovel's bad, right? It was it was used for an evil thing. Right. But if you were using the shovel to dig a hole to plant a tree mm-hmm. that was going to yield fruit for my family for years and years and maybe even generations to come, then you can say that the shovel was good. And I look at debt in the same manner. It's, yeah. it's, it's simply a tool. And tools are intended to be used responsibly. And I think that really is... I think that's really the light we need to shine on mm-hmm. debt is that it's it's not necessarily bad to have debt. Right. It's bad to mismanage debt, just like it was bad to mismanage the shovel and use it to make a hole to hurt your neighbor. <laughs> totally. There are circumstances, though, that are out of people's control. And mm-hmm. I think that that's what always gets me is I've done so many clarity calls this week and I'll hear from people and, you know, their husband left them and they have kids or their car broke down and they had no transportation to get to work. And so they've used credit Mm -hmm. to help and get them out of those circumstances that Mm -hmm. were out of their control. Mm -hmm. Now, you and I both know it's always great to have a savings built. It's always, you know... A, a brilliant idea to have reserves, but that's not the reality for most. Mm-hmm. And so I think when we talk about good and bad debt, you know, one, there's no shame or guilt around where you are, why you're there, wherever you are today mm-hmm. can change in, a, in an instant, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I think it's important that they know that, but I would like to better understand how you define good debt and what are the good debts mm-hmm. versus what you would necessarily refer to as, yeah, that's probably a bad debt. That's great. Go ahead and retire that. Yeah, that's great. I, I think so. Kinds of debt, right? Um, so there there are different buckets of mm-hmm. debt. There is secured debt, which is um, debt that is collateralized by a physical item. And by collateral, it means there's something backing the debt. Um, some examples we know are mortgages. A mortgage is a collateralized debt. So there, you owe someone money, but it is collateralized by a physical piece of property that if you don't pay, they will foreclose on the property and, um, and liquidate it mm-hmm. to satisfy the debt. Um, another secured debt is an automobile or a boat or a motorcycle or an RV. They all have uh, an underlying asset uh, collateralizing the loan. So in that case, you don't pay it. They will, the repo man's coming or repo woman yeah. um, to take the collateral. So bye-bye toy. Mm-hmm. Um, then there is uh, the bucket of, of debt that's unsecured, okay? So unsecured debt. Which is what we love. Which, which is, well, which is what really our professional life has revolved around right. for the last 15 years. Um, 
unsecured debt is is debts. So at some point, the banks decided, okay, there's a lot more people that don't have anything <laughs> collateral yeah. than there is people that have collateral. So they made a mechanism to be able to lend to people without any security. And uh, that, you know, that's when the birth of the credit score came and they had this rating system, the matrix to tell the world whether you're a good borrower or a bad borrower. And so unsecured debt just simply means that the bank is, the the lender is lending you money without any underlying security. Mm -hmm. So that type of loan is inherently more risky to them because there's nothing they can take um, other than uh, your credit score, your, your reputation, um, and and your and your uh, peace of mind um, whenever you default on it. So, you know, I think the important thing to talk about within the scope of a conversation about debt is the principle of leverage. So, leverage is and has been forever a a very strong principle in in wealth building mm-hmm. because. You know, the best way to describe leverage is if there was a heavy item you wanted to lift, Mm -hmm. okay? Say you had a thousand pound rock and you needed to get it out of your yard. Right. For thousands of years, what people would do is they'd build a fulcrum. They would use a log and they 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 would set the log and then they'd use another log to prop up under the rock and they would get on the one side and push down on the one side. And because of this fulcrum, it generates a principle called leverage and you could lift 10 to 100 times more than you could without it. Mm-hmm. When you pop that fulcrum, boom, the rock moves. Yeah. And it's the same exact principle. Leverage is the principle of being able to lift something, and now we're talking in financial right. terms, that we wouldn't be able to lift otherwise. Well, I can remember even when I met you, you always would say to me, you would say, Listen, if you can use the bank's money, use the bank's money before you use your own money. It's worth mm-hmm. a lot more for us to use the bank's money than it is our own money because mm-hmm. of we can still put our money to work for us. That's right. So why wouldn't we mm-hmm. leverage the bank's money if mm-hmm. it's accessible? But I've also, we've walked through seasons after we filed bankruptcy. To Remember, we had to pay cash for everything. Everything. For seven years. Yeah. So we have sat at both mm-hmm. seats of the table mm-hmm. and we know what that feels like. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's it is um it's a slow grind mm-hmm. paying cash for everything. Yeah, and when we were recovering from our bankruptcy, I can just imagine how long it would have taken us to get our financial legs under us if one man hadn't trusted us with a private mortgage that enabled us to buy a one and a half million dollar house that. No bank would have lent money to us. We, if we were saving for that house, right. we would have been saving for years. Yeah. And yet, he held a mortgage mm-hmm. and it allowed us to control a $1.5 million house when we did not have $1.5 million. And I think that's what is so powerful about real estate as a wealth building tool mm-hmm. is that I can have 20% of the value of of the underlying asset. So in this case, if we're talking about a $1.5 million house, if I have $300,000, I can borrow $1.2 million from a bank Mm -hmm. and be able to control a $1.5 million asset. Right. Now, what does that mean? When that house goes up in value. Appreciation. Okay, appreciation. 
if it goes up 10% a year, that's $150,000 a year that I'm enjoying the appreciation on. And if I was only getting 10% a year on my savings, the 300000 that I bought the house with, right. that's $30,000 a year. Right. So that is a real-life example of leverage. Yeah. I used the bank's money, right, mm-hmm. um, in a responsible manner to control and move a rock that I could not have controlled and moved unless I had their help. Right. That is a time-tested and proven strategy for wealth building. And I don't see how anyone could classify that as dumb. Well, I think a lot of people will take on too much debt. Mm. And so I do agree with Dave Ramsey in the sense that, you know, you don't just want to go out there and have debt just because to have debt. It has to be smart. Mm -hmm. It has to be very strategic. Mm -hmm. And so even after we recovered from the bankruptcy and we started getting debt extended to us again, I think that this time when we're walking through, like we only recommend two credit cards when we talk to people. Don't get store credit cards. Like there's Mm -hmm. certain boundaries that Mm -hmm. we put into place Mm -hmm. so that we don't lean back over into what most would say is bad debt, right? Right. right. And we only use it as a wealth building tool. Mm -hmm. I think um, even the people, you know, now that we have the real estate rundown clarity calls on our website, it's been so great to hear when they call because they just don't understand how to leverage their properties Mm. or if it's a good idea. Mm. So maybe you could talk to that briefly, just, you know, even looking at debt, a lot of people will say, well, I've got all this equity sitting in my primary residence Mm. and, you know, is it good there? Should I maybe take a a lean out and purchase other properties? It's going to put me in more debt. Mm -hmm. Like, what would you say to those people? Yeah, I mean, every situation is different, right? right. And um, but I, I think that kind of a it depends on the phase of life you're into. You know, it, there are some people that are just like, "Hey, I'm comfortable where I am. I mm-hmm. want to put it on cruise control." Yeah. But there's other people that are still interested in building wealth, and if you're still in, interested in building wealth mm-hmm. and and utilizing the principle of leverage then it's really hard for me to let money sit in a piece of property. Uh, let's say it's a $1.5 million piece of property that I owe $250,000 on. That's over a million dollars in equity that could be leveraged to control more property. Right. I mean, I always think it's interesting that, okay, this— Real estate worked one time to help me get to a certain level. Totally. But now I'm not going to replicate that and do it again. Right. So um there's a lot of there's a lot of strategies in order to be able to to leverage equity without actually having to liquidate the property. And um that'd probably be my biggest mistake I've ever made. I always say if I had to do all over again, I probably would have never sold one piece of real estate I ever owned. But a lot of times I on, I saw that as the only way to access the equity that was in the property. Mm. Um, but, you know, there there are ways to be able to extract equity and then repeat what already worked for you one time. Right. And uh, I think a lot of that comes down to healthy, healthy loan-to-values, okay? So a lot of people got in trouble in 2007, 2008, 2009, and it was because they were borrowing at way too much money on collateralized assets. And so this is a whole other show, by yeah, the way. Yeah. Like I feel like we could do a whole show just yeah. on 
mortgages and really yeah. better understanding what to go into and look for, whether it's yeah. your primary investment, because um, we have so much experience. That's where we started. Yeah. and But to the topic of <clears throat> is debt good or bad? Yeah. Even good debt mortgages can be bad if they're collateralized and you're borrowing too much against it. Totally. So there, there's a system of being able to leverage good debt. How about right now? There's so many offers for 0% interest, okay? If I told you, Amber, you, you, you know, you're going on a cruise this summer and they're offering 0% interest. In other words, you make a monthly payment of X and um, the, it's, there's no interest on it whatsoever. Would, would you take that deal? Okay. Yes, I would. However, <laughs> I want to speak to this. Yeah. That's such a bait and switch for people though. How? I just feel that most people are not one. Like once they agree to that, mm-hmm. even though they have the money at the moment to pay it, mm-hmm. they will find a hundred other things to spend that money on. Mm-hmm. So that when it comes time to pay that bill, mm-hmm. right? Before it goes into an interest charging account, mm-hmm. they're just at that point going to be like, oh, I spent it on X, Y, Z. So I'll just mm-hmm. make the payments and pay the interest. I, they know what they're doing with I, those zero interest. I, listen, so I, I personally I, don't like to recommend to people. I'm operating under the assumption that people are going to pay their bills. Of course. Okay. So if you're not sure if you can pay your bills, don't take out any debt. Exactly. Only live on cash. Right. If you have a track record of paying your bills and you are a healthy borrower, absolutely. then there are certain things like 0% interest loans that are very smart to leverage. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you why. It is the principle of the time value of money. Yeah. My money is always more valuable to have in my pocket today. That's what it says. The present value of my money to have it in my pocket today is worth more than it being in someone else's pocket. So the more of my money I can keep in my pocket today, mm-hmm. that then I am winning. Okay. And this is about winning or losing, yeah. right? I want to control my money for as long as possible. Mm-hmm. So in a situation where it's a 0% interest and someone's letting me pay that slowly, I'm able to keep my money in my pocket for longer. Right. And and not have to pay any finance charges. Well, yeah, That's a in essence, thing. it's costing you nothing, but you're gaining everything because you have possession of the item in which that you purchase. Yes. Right? Yes. And your money that you didn't pay for it at that yeah. moment has grown. Yeah. Is that correct? Exactly. I mean, I'll give you, John Deere was offering um, 0% interest for years leading up to the pandemic, like years. Now their inventories are like non-existent, so I don't even think that exists anymore. But as a farmer, mm-hmm. if I can buy a $100,000 tractor right, that I don't have $100,000, and they're going to say, you pay me $1,000 a month for the next eight years. Interest-free? Interest-free. Wow. And now I can go out and start to plant crops and generate revenue that I otherwise couldn't have done without that 0% interest loan. That was a brilliant strategy on the part of the farmer. Yeah. And so that that was a great analogy you used. If I can utilize, uh, if I can utilize someone else's money to help me generate current income today, present value, right, then that's a good move. And um, absolutely so it's there, it's too hard to just say, is debt good or bad? I personally believe in the power of leverage. Yeah. And I I believe that all debt is bad. Mm-hmm. If you don't pay your bills. So if I had to summarize it then, what I hear you say and how I feel, 
there is no such thing as good or bad debt. Hmm. Debt just is. Yeah. Right. I would just say debt is just like this noun. It just is. It's not, there's no adjective behind it. Yeah. It just is. Mm -hmm. And so regardless of where people are with it, Mm -hmm. you know, doing a call with our team, being able to talk through and say, here it is, here's what I have. And we always tell people, pull annualcreditreport.com. You can Mm -hmm. get a free report. Look and see what kind of debt you're currently carrying and Mm -hmm. do an analysis with a clarity call Mm -hmm. so we can determine, is this good debt? Is it bad Mm -hmm. debt? Is it working for you? Is it not working for you? Yeah, absolutely. And I'll remind you that we started our most successful business of all time on a credit card. On a credit card. I know. The irony of all of that, when I tell that story, every time we get to that line, yeah, but we Again, used, we're risk takers. We used $40,000 on That's a credit right. card. The last credit we had extended to us. And built a nine-digit valuation company off of that. Yeah, but that so would have never that, happened. Was that a good or a bad no. use of debt? It was absolutely amazing. It was a good use of debt. Right. And so um, I think there's a lot more people out there too that have similar stories that they've had to leverage debt at some point in their time right. in order to build something of value. And companies do it all around. All these corporations in the world do it. Um, and um, and banks banks borrow money. And I'm sure Dave Ramsey did it to start his <laughs> I mean, company. I, I, I would be shocked, and I hope I get to ask him one day, yeah. to the extent he ever leveraged, ever leveraged debt, um, and if he carries a black card, you right. know, it'd be kind of interesting to know. Yeah. But um, it, it's, I, I think that every situation is different. Mm-hmm. And that's why the clarity call is so valuable to look at every situation uniquely and then determine the right course of action. That's right. Because there's so many different options available to people. And I hope that by listening today, people just understand it's not good or bad. It just is. Mm-hmm. And we want to help you with it. We want to talk to you about it. And we want to help you grow your wealth by eliminating Mm -hmm. any debt that you feel you don't want to carry. And Mm -hmm. for those who are looking to start businesses, you know, big risk, big, big reward. And that's Mm -hmm. just the way it is. We're living proof of that in the businesses that we've started. So it's so such an individual approach that we're not here to just give a blanket statement as to whether it's good or bad. We just want to meet you where you are and walk you through depending Mm -hmm. on what your goals are financially. So I think that's been awesome what you've shared today. Um, it makes me remember a lot. It makes me remember seasons to where I can remember we paid cash for everything, yeah. which necessarily wasn't a bad thing either. I think for those who are in debt and do start to go through our program and have a season where they have to pay cash for everything, it really allows you to remember the value of a dollar. Mm-hmm. When you're paying with a card, our kids are a perfect example of this. They have no idea. But mm-hmm. then when they we give them cash, they never want to spend it. Mm-hmm. Isn't yeah. that funny? It's true. But we were the same. Yeah. So I think that there is a lot of subconscious things that happen when you're not using credit cards to pay for things versus cash. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like that's the best wealth building tool. You know, at the end of the day, we have to remember that this is about stewardship. That's right. You know, the word says that the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. Mm-hmm. And we are called to steward his resources. And so if we start and operate from that place, Mm -hmm. then all the rest of this becomes crystal clear. Right. We have to operate from a place that it's his first. I'm going to honor him and I'm going to do the right thing. And, you know, that's what paying our bills is about. And that's what the principal leverage is about. I can leverage other people's money and be honoring the Lord and stewarding his resources as well. And so if we start from that place, we're always going to end up in a kingdom building mindset. 
Absolutely. Well, thanks so much. We're going to, until next time, hopefully we'll meet up. I know you have a trip on the horizon, so I'm excited to hear about that. And for those listening, please feel free, book a clarity call. We also now have the real estate rundown calls available mm-hmm. for those of you who may be homeowners or maybe you don't even own a home yet. Maybe first-time home buyers, homeowners want to start investing in real estate. Right. Yeah. So definitely book a call with our team so we can put you on the path to uh, financial wealth building tools and financial freedom with your debt.